0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on yet another sunny but empty day here in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Rachel Hevesy, director of Wild Futures Monkey Sanctuary, a UK primate welfare and conservation charity. Rachel, Hello. Hello. Thank you for coming on the program today. Uh, Now, normally, we dive straight into the world of leadership. But before we get there, I must ask you, how has COVID-19 affected your operations?
1: Well, it has turned us upside down. Um, We, as an educational establishment and a charity, uh, we are not able to open our doors to visitors. um, And we're also not able to run our education uh, programs. Um, both of which, of course, provide us with um, a very important income to enable the charity to carry out its vital work.
0: Now, how about, uh, I'd imagine you're operating on a reduced staff. How does that impact the uh, care that you need to give for the primates?
1: Well, we're actually not operating on reduced staff because as a charity, we uh, are very careful indeed to spend our donors' money as efficiently as possible mm. um, while maintaining as high welfare uh, as possible for the monkeys. Um, and we're not able to furlough staff because, of course, the monkeys themselves need uh, the, the people that they know and trust and the people with the experience and the skills to care for them. Um, so, in fact, the charity is running pretty much with all the normal overheads. But with a much reduced income.
0: Of course. Now, uh, when we talk about COVID nineteen and the population of humans, uh, of course it's it's a it's a very uh, dangerous uh, illness. Uh, I was speaking uh, with a, a veterinarian the other day about the risks mm. posed uh, to animals through COVID nineteen and. Uh, She assured us that the risk posed to domestic animals inside houses such as uh, cats and dogs is is minimal to none. How are we Mm. seeing this in primates? Because primates are so close to us as a species. Indeed.
1: Yes. In fact, humans are primates too. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have to take the threat uh, to the primates in our care extremely seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, The research so far um, and understanding that we have is that certain species uh, are certainly very vulnerable. To to COVID 19. Um, So, we have to assume across the board um, that all the primates that we we care for here um, could well be put in in serious danger by the virus. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, the sanctuary is also self isolating. Um, And one of my jobs as uh, the director of the charity uh, is to care for the, the staff themselves because they have been fantastic. They have chosen to come and live on site, uh, those that that don't already. Um, They are also, those that are not able to live on site are uh, living in an extended self-isolation bubble, if you like. Mm -hmm. Um, So they are sacrificing a great deal as far as their own personal freedom just to ensure that the monkeys are not put under threat.
0: Now, I would imagine uh, that you can't possibly socially distance the, uh, the monkeys themselves.
1: No. No, indeed. (laughs) Indeed. In fact, I mean, ironically, um, the animals that we have here have all been victims of the primate pet trade and have often spent many years in isolation. mm -hmm. Um, And what we're able to offer them here is the chance to learn how to be the the social animal that all their instincts um, have designed them to be. Um, So, yes. What's incredibly important for them is that they can remain in close contact with their their family and friends
0: of course now is there a, a backup plan in case one of the primates becomes infected?
1: Well we have um we we, we have uh, isolation facilities here, and um, so we can um shut off sections of the monkey territory um we immediately we realized the the threat to the, the primates here, we um, in, instigated uh, quite strict protocols as a preventative move um, and also obviously um, policies and guidelines as to what to do if, um, if we were unfortunate enough to actually to have an infection on site.
0: Well, let's move into the subject of leadership. Um, mm. I always like to start this part of the conversation off by asking the same simple question. What does the word leader mean to you?
1: It means um, the ability to inspire um, and to nurture um, those that you are caring for um, and also to, um, to, to be able to transmit or communicate um, a, a clear message and understanding of what you require the people you're leading to do um, and to inspire them in doing that.
0: And how would you describe your personal leadership style?
1: Well, my, my, I would say very collaborative. Um, I actually come from a, a background where for, for many years uh, I uh, was working um, within a cooperative. Um, so mm. I think instinctively that is my style. Um, with the current charity, I've had to adapt that. Um, and that's been a really interesting learning curve uh, because – the team here, their expectations are different, um, but hopefully they also can appreciate the fact that I am very interested in listening to their their um, their views, um, understanding their experience, and learning from it. But that at the same time, being able to take um, decisions independently when necessary.
0: Now, of course, this is a podcast all about leadership, but I'd like to know mm-hmm. a bit, a bit, a bit more about. Leadership within the primate world. Um, Are there primate leaders?
1: Absolutely, they are, yes. Um, I think I've learned an awful lot about leadership over the years by working with different species of primates.
0: And what is Um, their technique?
1: Well, it will vary a great deal from one species to another. Um, So, um, macaques, for instance, have a much more male led um, dominance hierarchy Mm -hmm. um, where aggression. Um, and physical strength play an important part in maintaining leadership, um, although never without the, um, the without negating the importance of the fact that relationships are what it's all about. um other species um it's uh, can, like bonobos, um it's the females who who lead the groups um and they spend a great deal of time. Um, building social bonds, um, working with other females to ensure that the males understand exactly where what their place is. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the, the capuchins, for instance, that we have here, um, the males um, are generally recognised as they are physically stronger. Um, they will, if threatened by external forces, it's the males who will protect the group. But they can only maintain their leadership role with the full support of all the females. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is where the, the relationships come in. So they have to spend a great deal of time um, building those bonds, um, showing that they can be trusted. Um, the With wood, the woolly monkeys and other species that we have here, the males spend a lot of time caring for the youngsters. Um, so they will look after infants. They will take them on their backs. They will play with them. Um, and it's those males that can demonstrate that they, can, they are trustworthy with the young um, that will be chosen more regularly and more frequently by the females um, when it comes to mating um. and potential fatherhood.
0: Now, uh, when it comes to uh, that, obviously, they're not attending leadership seminars. They're not it's, <laughs> not, it's not. it's not kind of a management course that they're learning. So does this let us infer that leadership styles are innate within certain uh, creatures, whether they be uh, the primates that you care for or us humans?
1: Um, That's a really good question, and it's very much a combination. Um, And the the situation that we have here is with a a lot of ex-pet monkeys who have not had the chance to hone their skills socially. Um, So the part of them that... Um, that retains their their wildness and their instincts in which those leadership styles are innate are then seriously compromised because they haven't had the chance to work through the relationships. They haven't played with other youngsters when they were young. They haven't been disciplined by adults. Um, They haven't learned how to control their aggression in an appropriate way. Um, And so when they get the chance to to be monkeys again and to live in a social group, um, they have to work really hard to, to learn how to do it successfully. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that there are some characters that we see here and uh, when they arrive, they are really bad at it. Um, if they, for instance, there's a, a, a character called Mario, who's a Barbary macaque, um, and he lives with two, just two other males, um, both of whom um, are subordinate to him, they were more childlike in character when um, when they first arrived. They looked to Mario as leader. Mario didn't have a clue of what to do. Um, and they kept expecting him to care for them. Mm-hmm. He would get upset. He would um, get over aggressive Never taking it out on them, but um, used, you know, just, um, demonstrating, um, throwing things around. Uh, just frustrated because he wasn't sure how to cope. And over the years, he's become a wonderful leader. Um, so it's you know, just time and patience, and he's, he's learned how to do it because he never had the example. An example is what it's all about in, in primate life.
0: Well, absolutely. And uh, I think some of us humans can take uh, some lessons that sometimes it's time and patience that will do the job. Uh, well, Rachel, I'd like to thank you very much for coming on the program. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Uh, but before I let you go, what does next 12 months have in store for Wild Futures Monkey Sanctuary?
1: A lot of hard work. We will be appealing. We will be looking um, to our support base uh, for financial help. Um, we hope that we'll be able to reboot all our education programs um, because 60% of primates are endangered in the wild. There is a thriving pet trade. There's an awful lot of work to be done.
0: Rachel, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, and of course, we're happy to have you back on the show when things get back to some semblance of normalcy.
1: That would be wonderful. Thank you very much.
0: That was Rachel Havesey, director of Wild Futures Monkey Sanctuary. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Jeff Hurst. Uh, we're now joined, uh, though,
2: by former England footballer and still the only man to score a hat trick in a World Cup. Final. So, Jeff, first, uh, thank you very much for coming on today.
3: Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome. Good afternoon. Uh,
2: and perhaps I should uh, start and get it over and done with. I know you must be bored with it and uh, you've probably been asked a thousand times. But when you got out for a duck playing for Essex, uh, Jeff, what was going through your head at the time?
3: <laughs> well, of course, that's not one of the most asked questions I get. Although oh, there, there are one or two people who are very familiar um, uh, who do Google me and realise that I did. Uh, Score nothing for Essex. Uh, for, my only game for Essex, first team, when we played against Lancashire in Liverpool, a place called uh, uh, Egbert in in, uh, in Liverpool, many, many years ago. 1962, I think that was. So I didn't, and... um, yes, I, I didn't really feel it. at the time. It was lucky to be playing, <laughs> I guess, one or two injuries. Um, but the problem that I had was, was really messing about between the two sports. That was very detrimental to me uh, over that. Period of time being mm. stuck between the two sports,
2: and I think uh, for those that uh, don't know, there's a there's a, another world that might exist where um, Sir so Jeff Hurst was a, a first-class cricketer and not perhaps a, a footballer. But um, whether it's business or cricket or or football, obviously the importance of leadership it can't be understated. No matter what form that comes in, when you were at West Ham. Uh, Jeff, and when um, Ron Greenwood first uh, uh, came along, he made obviously some pretty radical changes. Was this a man that genuinely inspired confidence uh, the first time you'd meet him?
3: Absolutely. I mean, he he was simply a, a fantastic uh, coach or teacher, if you like, at the football. And uh, the, the quite always mentioned when we talk about Ron Greenwood, Harry Redknapp, who um, was played mm-hmm. under him, and uh, I And of course, uh, a great manager in South Randley. So, to come across people like that, of that caliber, can have a huge influence on your your career, of course, and, and then your life. And that's that's quite purely the case.
2: Absolutely. And in those early days um, at West Ham, uh, with, with a manager like, like uh, Ron uh, there, it's also important to have uh, uh, confidence with
3: Which uh, was absolutely, but I can use that now because it, it is quite funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we another time then. But we. Um, uh, well, you'll I, I can tell you if so you want. You've
3: want, you got time, I can tell I go, you if you want.
2: Jeff, go on, go. On. I think I'd be, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay, so I was uh, doing it at a dinner in,
3: in the Channel Islands, three or 400 people, black tie dinner, guest of honor. And this occasion, I was speaking for about 20 minutes, then allowing uh, questions
2: What a question. What a question.
3: Well, I think that would be definitely in the stupid category, wouldn't it? So we have a laugh about that. Uh,
2: well, and we, you've got to have a patient of a saint, I think, sometimes to put up with things like I found it amusing. I
3: just found it amusing. In fact, some of the audience found it highly amusing as well. So it did, uh, um, it did but make then it then again, laugh,
2: If you can put, put up with my questions, you can probably put up with uh, anything. <laughs> um, but th- there would have become a point, though, um
3: Looking at There's that, so many. yeah, so many, and that's why we we're successful because we had so many um, showing all those qualities that you just mentioned uh, throughout the team. I think that that was outstanding, and uh, uh, and it's an opportunity to, to talk about uh, all of them in, in that breath. And there was nobody. And I'm going back from an earlier earlier question for me, that, um all hard nosed professionals, good good teammates, mm. good socially.